This is the Oklahoma Talking Company. to the Oklahoma Sports Show. Uh, we hope you all are doing great. I'm Jason Evans, and back with us is Jared Kennedy. Jared, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing pretty good. Glad to be back. It's been a, it's been a week or two since I have uh, took my hiatus, but I'm back and ready to go. Well, we are glad that you are back. So, uh, yeah, I let everyone know last week you were, you were out saving the day in Cushing. Uh, doing your civic duty. How are things in Cushing, Oklahoma, post earthquake? Well, uh, it uh, definitely wouldn't say I was out saving today, but I was. Uh, our, our the place I work is a, is a it, it posts as a shelter uh, for any type of like Red Cross or somebody um, in case of a disaster or anything. And in this case, um, we did have a a good uh, 5.0. It started out I think as like a 5.6, but they reduced it down which kind of shocked me because if you would have felt this thing i mean it felt like the house was coming down this was the the biggest one i felt the biggest one i've ever been a part of and uh you just knew when that thing happened that something was broke and uh sure enough downtown cushing took a pretty big hit they had to evacuate the entire downtown um if for, for those of you that's not familiar with uh Cushing at all. Uh, our downtown area is quite, uh, it's the older part, you know, it's the more original part of Cushing, uh, a lot of older buildings, but uh, there's not a whole lot of residences down there, but there are some buildings um, where, uh, you know, like my uncle lives downtown, but we also have like what's called the Cimarron Towners, which is like an assisted living uh, building that houses about 40 people and so it was in uh definitely the worst shape so they had to evacuate them and they moved them all down to uh the rec center you know which was where i work and uh so we spent a week uh, housing these guys got to know a lot of people is very unfortunate for them but uh i just want to say you know for those of you who have never been part of or worked uh you know hand in hand with like red cross uh I, i've been around them a few times we've had different incidences uh where they've you know come in and stuff but i have never spent as much time as i have with them um as i did this incident and let me tell you these guys are the real deal they the uh we are very fortunate to have a you know an organization like red cross uh, that comes in and, and helps uh, these guys out like they do i mean just top-notch guys they they treat these people well they they put them first they're their number one priority uh, it's just a big league thing, and if uh, you know if you've never had a chance to to look into Red Cross or see what it's all about, you definitely need to check that out because, especially after this this uh, incident, uh, they definitely gained my respect and I learned a lot more about them and and definitely top notch, um, you know, whatever you want to call them organization. I I don't know what the proper term for them is, but. Um, but yeah, big props to, to Red Cross. But but they uh, they did their thing. They found these guys a place to to uh, house up. Unfortunately, right now they're not able to move back into the building. They're still seeing whether it's going to be condemned or not, whether it's going to be safe enough to move in or they're going to have to tear down. But right now they are housed up in a hotel in Drumright, and uh, they'll be there for the next month or so. But uh, we got our place back Friday and open it back up to public and uh, we've been smooth selling since then so yeah Cushing's doing good we're uh, we're on the we're on the upslide and and uh, back to rocking and rolling well that is good to hear and you know I I know that's great to hear about the Red Cross and and what they're doing and especially in the situation uh, because you know in Oklahoma we're becoming increasingly more aware of earthquakes but it's still a, a new new thing for us. And uh, so it's it's great that they can right. come in and help. And you know, people always you, you always associating them with you know Hurricane Katrina, you know big time disasters and things that happen. You know, you hear of you know Red Cross and them helping out those, but a lot of people probably don't know they do everyday things like just single single family house fires. Uh, you know, they go in and, and do that stuff. So they're not always just at the big scenes. You know, they we only housed about eighteen is what they were doing in this case. So it's not a very big deal, but 
to them, it's not really about the numbers. If, if one person is in need, they come in to help them. So, uh, so yeah, it's a, it's an awesome deal. And, uh, it's an unfortunate deal that they have to come in, but, um, I'm glad that we have something like, uh, like them to uh, step in and help out. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, there's really no good way to, to transition, I guess, but, uh, you know, Jared, in, in light of all this, I guess we can make some lighthearted comments about some sports because they don't matter, uh, right. in situations like this, but, well, um, well, you know, while I was housed up, there was a, me and my brother, there was a, there was a Red Cross volunteer that was big time. She was, a you know, a, an older lady, but huge OSU fan, oh, yeah? huge OSU fan. So even though we had to spend, you know, the night and we spent countless hours, uh, down there and we really didn't get to watch much TV or sports. Uh, we did a lot of talking about the Oklahoma state Cowboys and what's coming up. Uh, so I did get my sports in. I'll just say that. Okay. Well, on that note, let's, let's go ahead and talk about Oklahoma state. Let's just get this thing rolling. Uh, coming off the, the unbelievable, like, I mean, I don't know how that game ended the way it did 45, 44 win against Texas tech. Uh, thanks to a missed extra point, uh, by the, the combo of the Texas Tech kicker and the placeholder. And so Oklahoma State still riding the uh, the win streak. They're now 8-2 and two overall, 6-1 and one in conference play. They control their own destiny. Uh, Jared, uh, just real fast, uh, we definitely need to talk about TCU coming up, but, but were you at the game Saturday? Yeah, and let me tell you, I to be honest with you, I was fresh coming off of this uh, working pretty much a week straight, no sleep. I was at the game. I wasn't really energized. I sat for a lot of it until the fourth quarter came around to where I'm like, okay, obviously my team needs me. So I felt like I could change the game, you know, pretty much put it in my hands, you know, as every fan feels and, uh, you know, determine the outcome. So, you know, I, I, and I'm coming off a knee surgery too. So I did a lot of set and I didn't do a whole lot of standing, but Fourth quarter, I was up and yelling and uh, trying to will this team to victory. And it was a lot like, you know, I went to the Fiesta Bowl back a few years back. When was that, 2011? Yeah, the 2011 season. Yeah, 2011. And as I, I set up, but I, we were probably about the 40-yard 40, 40 line, somewhere around there. So I had the side view, you know, I wasn't in the end zone or anything. And at the, I don't know if you remember, but at the end of the game, you know, they had the chance to kick that field goal. Uh, Stanford did. Uh, you, you know where I'm at? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. They're, they're kicking the, the field goal. And when you're, you know, when you got the side view, you can't, you can't always tell, you know, if the kick is going in or not. You just, you have to wait for, you know, the, the officials to hold their hands up good or no good. But your best friend at that moment is your fans that are in the end zone because before you could even tell what the before the officials even lifted their hands or you saw it on the video tron you you could hear the Oklahoma State fans hollering and cheering going nuts because they could all you know they're sitting in the end zone they could obviously see that this kick is no good they're they're, they're like that that those are your, my best friends at yeah. that time because it's like they tell you, you know, it's like they're helping you out and they tell you what's going on. That It was the same way with this game. We're sitting there and I can't tell when he kicked that ball. I, I couldn't tell, you know, which way it was going or not. But I heard the crowd's reaction. I heard our fans' reaction in the end zone way before the ball even, you know, got to the crossbar. So I knew it was no good immediately, you know, once he kicked it. And uh, I just – I love those moments because, you know, those those fans down the end zone, man, they they – they hold it together for you, but unbelievable. <laughs> it's, I'm I'm actually really surprised they didn't go for two. I, I really thought I thought they would score and say, you know, forget it. We're on the road. Let's go for two. Let's make them go down and score. Let's win it now. But thank goodness they didn't, and they missed it. Yeah. Wow. And I mean, they, I think that was the big surprise. Kingsbury said it post game, and you could see it live. I was home watching on TV. I mean, as soon as they scored, he he had the one finger up. He was he was ready to go for one. And in the post game, you know, he said he just thought he liked their chances in overtime. They beat TCU in overtime a couple weeks ago, and right. uh, you know, he just liked their chances. Um, but it was it was a big win for Oklahoma State. If nothing else, then they continue. You know, you're at this point in the season now where every win matters because uh, Oklahoma State firmly is in the driver's seat, meaning that if they win out, they have two games left. If they win out, they're Big 12 champs. 
If they don't, then it, it could go anywhere. <laughs> Anything could happen after right. that. And so uh, this week they, they travel to Fort Worth and they have uh, TCU coming up. TCU uh, is coming off a bye week, but the week before they beat Baylor, uh, which the wheels just appear to be falling off in Waco, they, they won in Waco 62-22. to 22. And uh, that was coming off two consecutive losses, and so uh, they're 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 sitting at five and four, three and three in Big Twelve play. So um, they're they're a team that's kind of been up and down this year, but they obviously have a lot to play for. And there's a little bit of the revenge factor after Oklahoma State just really destroyed their season last year in Stillwater um, with a big win. But so Jared, um, just with this game coming up, it's an 11 a.m. kickoff, another 11 a.m. kickoff for Oklahoma State. Um, what are, what are you looking for against this TCU team? Well, anytime, I mean, even like what TCU and you know, they kind of have a down year and then they kind of get things rolling. The, the number one thing you're all, I'm always afraid in a guy like Patterson, he's a great coach. And he's the type of guy that's going to, no matter what the team's doing, he's going to have them ready to go and ready to play. So no matter what the talent's like, whether we're down, they're down, you know, from the year before or not, Patterson's going to have them ready to play. Um, he's just a great coach like that. Not, I, 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 my, our defense is just, it's, it scares me because we, we just can't get nothing done on defense. And the minute I think we're doing better up front and shutting them down, we can't we can't stop anybody running the ball. And then it's like we focus more on the on the pass. Was well, shut the pass. We we can't stop any. I, I, I'm just I'm 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 a little frustrated with our defense, and I'm skeptical of our defense because I think at times we've gotten better this year. But it's almost like you take two st- steps forward, getting better, but then we take three more steps back the next week. I I just haven't seen any consistency as far as. Um, you know, defensively, offensively, we've kind of been steady, Betty, the whole, the whole year. We, you know, we've done our thing, scored our 40 points and we're not flashy. We don't do a whole lot. Um, we, we never, which I was surprised that against tech, we finally, for the first time we had a decent third quarter. Yeah. That seems to be our thing. We always seem to not know how to play the third quarter. I don't know what it is we do in halftime, but when we come up, we we never play in the third quarter. We it's it's our worst quarter every single game. Last game, I think it was a little differently. So uh, in a game like TCU, especially down there, we got to start off hot. But but more than anything, when we come out of the locker room for the second half, we have got to be ready to play that third quarter. Whether we are down a touchdown or we're up a touchdown, that third quarter is gonna, in my opinion, depict whether we're on the you know the short end of the stick or the, you know, or the winning end of the stick by the end of the thing. I just, I think our defense has got to come out um, and make a statement. I think uh, we've been getting pushed around a lot. Uh, a lot of people's lost, you know, respect for our defense. And I think pretty much a lot of people's like, listen, uh, we're just going to pound the ground it right up the middle because you haven't shown that you can stop anybody. So, I think our I think it's all about our defense. Uh, we've kind of gotten our offense going a little bit with the run game. Um, Hill's been you know improving week by week. But let me tell you something: how big of an injury? How big? And I know this sounds bad, and I don't want I don't mean it to sound bad, but how big was Carson's injury at the beginning of the season? Yeah. And what I mean by that is because. Ever since I've never been, I you know he's an okay runner. I've never been a big Carson fan. I just I didn't think he was as good as what was wrote down on paper. But ever since he has come back from this injury, he has ran with more of a purpose, and he I mean he has ran harder and downhill, and it, the Carson that everybody ha- has been expecting this whole you know his whole reign here at OSU. We're finally starting to see that, and I and I think probably a lot of that is to do with you know sometimes when you go go down somebody else steps in and then they start having success. Well, it's going to make you work even harder to get that spot back. Yeah. So, but, but that injury, and I, like I said, I don't mean this to sound bad, but that injury not only benefited Carson, but it had benefited our team because that one, two punch with him and Hill, I think has been crucial. These, these past couple games, especially in games that have been so close when you're third and down and one, and you're able to stick a guy like Carson in there and just know he's going to pound it and just, 
and fight for that that yard to get that first down. It's it's been huge. So I think I think that combination, Hill Carson, and uh, along with our defense stepping up, is what we have to have uh, down in Texas, or else it's going to be uh, it's going to be rough. Yeah, and I mean to your point, I I totally understand what you mean about Carson, and and I agree because it it definitely seems to have motivated Carson to not let his senior season uh, end end on a sour note, and and really, I mean that one two punch has become so effective that now you've got a guy like Rennie Childs who had a hundred yard game against Pittsburgh oh, yeah. early in the season. Well. He, he only got two carries, I think, in that Tech game, but he had two carries for 25 yards in the third quarter, uh, or maybe at the yeah at the end of the third quarter, you know, fresh legs and all that. And so now you're able to, to legitimately run three deep, and, and you've got fresh legs throughout the whole game. And so, you know, Justice Hill, he's got 789 yards on the season. Uh, he is in prime position to, with the bowl game especially, become the all-time uh, leading rusher for a freshman in a in a single freshman season, he had his fourth 100 yard game, and so this guy, uh, pending his health, is has the the makings of being a star at Oklahoma State and another one of those great running backs, and so uh, that is good to see. And 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 your second point about the defense, I I couldn't agree more on that. You know, TCU, uh, like Tech, is they're they're going to challenge your defense. They're going to be able to run the ball. And with Kenny Hill back and seemingly at full strength, they're going to be able to pass the ball. They come in uh, ranked 16th in the nation in passing offense, 314 yards a game. And uh, they, they average 196 on the ground. And and two weeks ago, Oklahoma State couldn't couldn't stop a running game that they knew was coming at them. And then last week, uh, Tech just completely exploited what, what T, uh, OSU was giving them. Um, with the running game. And so it'll be interesting to see, you know, TCU has that tendency to want to air it out over the top. And, you know, Oklahoma State with Glenn Spencer has the tendency to not want to allow an offense to air it out over the top. So um, I'll be anxious to see what what kind of game plan Spencer has coming in. Um, you know, and but but one thing that I, I I have enjoyed about Oklahoma State's defense is that defensive line play. Um, you know, once again, you saw Vincent Taylor come in and forced another fumble last week against TCU and or against Texas Tech, uh, sorry. And so, uh, you know, they need him to have a huge game. They need their ends to contain, um, but but they really need to clog up that middle and uh, hopefully they can come out victorious uh, and keep keep everything alive, you know? Yeah, I, you know, speaking of Vince Taylor, you know, we suspect, like, is he, is he going to go pro next year? You know, some people have been, talking about that uh i did not see him and correct me if i'm wrong because i wasn't paying attention during a lot of it i did not see him sometimes when they absolutely know a guy's going pro they'll bring him out for senior day mm-hmm. but uh he was not out was he no i don't i don't believe so i don't think there were any juniors so you know that includes rudolph i mean it's and it's Washington not yeah yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I figured they wouldn't. I mean, they, those two need to stay in. And Vincent Taylor, I, of course, as a fan, I'm going to say, yeah, he does. But out of the three guys, you know, those three that I think are are definitely going to be professional mm-hmm. um, athletes uh, in Washington, uh, Rudolph and, and Taylor, the most ready, I would say, would be Taylor. Yeah. Uh, you know, if any if any of them was going to come out, I would say him. But, uh, yeah, let's keep those guys around another year. And uh, you know, see, see, uh, see what we can do, put yeah. together, you know, yeah. next year. Yeah, I agree on that. You know, an Oklahoma State fan would want that. I mean, Rudolph in Washington. Here's the thing to me about Washington, and I'm not. I don't want to undersell this guy. He is a tremendous talent, but the way he plays in college, I don't know if it transfers in the NFL because every cornerback right. in the NFL is going to be taller than him, and so he's oh, yeah. he's going to have to transfer into more of maybe an inside receiver catching things over the middle and then running deep routes uh, from time to time. And so, you know, I think – Like a Tyreek Hill's doing right now. Yeah, exactly. And I think Oklahoma State could actually do him a favor because if teams are going to bracket cover him on the outside, let's move him to the inside, let him show what he can do. And, uh, you know, because he is an amazing athlete and he's a tremendous star and he's another one of those those – great finds of Gundy and his recruiting uh, team uh, to go to a small school in Texas and find this guy. 
but but he you know I think needs another year and I think Rudolph needs another year and 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 correct me if I'm wrong Jared but the Rudolph we've seen in the last two or three weeks he's he is better than the already good Rudolph we saw the rest of the the previous part of the season am I am I wrong in oh, that? no no doubt I I I completely agree and we've talked about it all year long how Rudolph Rudolph definitely has the tangibles of a, a professional quarterback. He's got the arm strength. He's got the the height. He's got the he's got everything. But uh, one thing that he's been missing this year is his accuracy. It has been you know early on he's he's been missing guys high. He's been he's been you know throwing a couple in the dirt on some easy crossing patterns. He hasn't been seeing guys wide open. But I think he's 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 gotten better these past couple games. He has been on point with the the thing that most impresses me about him. And it kind of drives me nuts because I, I, I like crossing patterns. I like stuff over the middle. I don't always like those, those little out passes on the sidelines yeah. and stuff like that. But the thing that most impresses me about Rudolph is his sideline passing. He is so he, you have to be to make some of those throws that he makes so accurate. I mean, right there on the sideline to where you make it to where your guy can get it or it's out of bounds, but yet you got to keep it to where he can keep a foot in bounds. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's on, that impresses me more anything. And, and I see it, you know, that right there is more of your pro pro type quarterback that you see, you know, in the, in the big leagues, uh, when you see two minute drills and all that, those are the passes that they're making. He can make those passes and no doubt about it. These last couple of weeks, he's been, uh, he's made tremendous strides and, and, uh, he's looking more like the Rudolph that we all expect it. Now, having said that, I still think I still wish that we would start a progression in the middle because sometimes yeah. I think we look too much towards you know Washington on the outside deep ball. When we start, and by the time he progresses and gets to the middle, it's too late. I think those those middle crosses when you have McCluskey and those guys darting across the middle, a, a lot of times if you wa- if you watch game film and just watch our receivers. We are running wide open, and I know this has gotten old because I feel like I've said this every single week. But we were, watch a game film. We freaking your seats. Watch uh, watch the game film. We are running wide open over the middle, and a lot of times everybody's yelling at Rudolph, throw the ball. I mean, I'm one of them. But the thing is, is by the time by the time he gets to that guy in the middle, he, it, it's too late, or or our line hasn't been able to hold him off. So I wish. I just I think we get too you know stuck on the outside deep ball that and I don't know I, I don't know what it is I, I don't know if they're telling him you know where, where to go and all that stuff but I I just I think if we could just if if he can get his timing down just a little bit uh, and that's one th- reason I think another year would do him good because we've seen how much he's progressed and how you know good he can be and I think another year getting that timing down and, and learning how to boom, 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 move through his progression a lot quicker. Um, and timing, I, I just think it would help him tremendously and, uh, it could be a good thing for him. So yeah, well, there's no doubt he's coming back and yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, I don't think we have any yeah, worries there. I, I agree. I think, I think all those underclassmen, maybe Taylor may, may, may go for it. Um, but I think the, the underclassmen will come back because, um, you know, and Oklahoma state, the, this season's not over. They've got a great chance to, to, to take home a title. Um, if all those guys come back next year, uh, the, the, the makings are there, the schedule flips in their favor. Um, and the makings are there for them to, to put together a legitimate run, uh, maybe even for the the playoff next year, and so. Right. Uh, but but there's still plenty to play this year at TCU. That that game's at 11 o'clock on Fox Sports One. Uh, huge game. This is a game we circled at the beginning of the season, Jared. And uh, you know, I think mm-hmm. a lot of people did uh, in these last two games of the week. And so they they are at TCU, and then they end the season at OU. And uh, let's talk about OU. They they come off uh, a victory at home against Baylor. Uh, they won forty-five to twenty-four. That it was a game that that, in my opinion, just wasn't really all that competitive. OU, like they've done really with with all of the teams they've played uh, since the Texas game, especially they just kind of dispatched them and uh, and really took them out of their game. And uh, you know they're just they're rolling right now, Jared. 
Well, they're, you know, yeah, I mean, they, you know, they, it's typical happens. They, they have a game, they lose early on, you know, against a good opponent and fans jump all over them, fire him, fire, fire, fire all these guys. And, and, uh, but then they seem they always seem to to pull together and get things rolling and at least put their name right there in the hunt now a lot of people would argue um there's no chance there's no shot for a playoff uh but if anything and and I agree I I don't think it's going to take another last week what happened last week with all all those teams uh to get them up there yeah. into playoff talk uh, you know, with Michigan, all those guys, all those, you know, two, three, four, all those teams losing, you know, it's going to take another one of those weeks uh, to get them up there. But having said that, uh, where have they said nine or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Having said that, with two losses, they're still sitting at nine, which with a couple weeks left of football uh, and then, you, you know, other teams got to play championship weekend. Um you know, with two or three weeks left of football, any if you're sitting at nine, you know, I wouldn't hold my breath, but anything could happen. You know, yeah. those teams could lose again, and and right right when you thought the season was over and all that, you get yourself in the playoffs. And and for a lot of those teams, all they think is, hey, let's just get in the playoffs, and we'll worry about who we're playing, you know, and all that later. So yeah, OU started off a little rough. They've got things going. Um, they've got that run game just just running downhill. Uh, they're just thrashing everybody in the run, and uh, they've kind of their defensive picked up, and uh, the, they've got things rolling. And 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 the same as OSU, um, their destiny is in their own hand. All yeah. they got to do is win out. They win out. They win the Big Twelve, and um, they're vying for a, a, an outside shot uh, at the playoff. Yeah, I I agree. You know, they they do have that the the running game rolling. Samaj P Ryan came back last week and and appears to be healthy. Uh, rushed for a hundred yards, and uh, you know Mixon is still leading the way. He is just short of a thousand yards. He he looks primed to to go over a thousand yards on the season. Uh, in their next game against West Virginia, but you know we've talked about it the last couple of weeks. I still think the the key to this whole turnaround, especially on offense, has been May- Baker Mayfield, who just looks like the the gunslinger that everyone seemed to fall in love with last year. He was fourth in the Heisman voting, and you know this year because of those that one and two start, it seems like he he may not be getting the press he got last year. But I think that's maybe worked in his favor. I think it's just allowed him to go out and play, and I mean his his efficiency is just unreal uh in the last few games especially but you know he's crossed 3000 yards passing 33 touchdowns to only seven interceptions and um i mean he's really just taken hold of this offense and you know dd westbrook has just exploded to be that go-to receiver that they need um but but jared let's let's look ahead they they travel to morgantown and it'll be a night game in the the craziness of uh, a Holgi Town, <laughs> um, you know, uh, it'll be on ABC at seven o'clock. And so uh, the last time, actually, the last two times OU has gone to Morgantown, they they emerged victorious, but it was not, uh, it was not uh, a super easy. I'm, I'm trying to find it real fast um, because I know I saw it earlier, uh, but they 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 came away uh, last. Last what was that in 2014, um, and I just totally lost it. They had the last minute. Uh, they won it right at the last. Yeah, right? here we are. Uh, in 2012, they won 50 to 49, and in then in 2014, they won 45 to 33. And that game was a little bit closer than what the the final. Um, may have predicted, but, uh, you know, so, so we have a legitimate top 10 matchup after West Virginia lost Oklahoma state a couple weeks ago, they, uh, have, have won and they, they creeped back into the top 10. Um, and so looking at this game, you know, West Virginia, it's, they, they still lead the big 12 in, in scoring defense and total defense, Oklahoma leads the big 12 in offense. And so, uh, you know, that, that'll be something to look for, but, but I mean, what are your thoughts about this game? Well, you just said it. You have the typical offense versus defense, you know, best in the league. I think um, regardless, you know, yeah, OSU 
you know, beat them. They lost o- Oklahoma State and all that stuff. But, but still, looking at the paper and and not only the paper, looking at the team in general, when you just watch them, I think most people will agree they have the best defense in the Big Twelve. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen any other Big Twelve team, you know, be able to do some of the things that they do. So yeah, it's it's the classic, you know, the Big Twelve's best offense against the Big Twelve's best defense. You know who will emerge? I think. Uh, I think in this case, Oklahoma's going to because I. I, I kind of. I don't think. Um, Holgerson's quite gotten over that. He. I. Kind of. Kind of how Gundy has on. You know, Stoops has on Gundy. Um, I, I. It seems like. Like Holgerson has just had a hard, tough time beating. Uh, beating the Stoops, and uh, I, I just. I don't really have any solution as to you got to be able to run the ball and all this stuff. What it boils down to is I, I think that Stoops has his boys rolling and they're playing with confidence. And 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 he's been in the game a little bit longer than Holgerson. I I just think I'm I'm, I'm making an early prediction. I, I think uh, OU's gonna gonna beat him. It might be a barn burner, but uh, they're definitely they're, there's no doubt about it. They're winning. I'll call it right now. It's my lock of the week. <laughs> it's your lock of the week. All right. It's my lock of the week. But it, but it's definitely going to be the run game. You, you know, if if oh you can get that run game going against this defense uh, because they're tough up front. Uh, West Virginia is, I, I think, pretty tough up front. So if they can get that run game going against these guys, then that's just going to open the whole, you know, the whole play sheet up for you know the pass game and all that stuff. And and they're going to have a hard time, tough time stopping Baker. Um, in company, so uh, it, it's all going to key on the defense. I, I think it's going to be a defense battle, and don't roll past West Virginia's offense either. Um, they may not be leading the league, you know, and, and the 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 typical West Virginia, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State type, uh, you know, leech uh, offense that we're used to seeing. They're, they're they do a little more running than you would expect, yeah. but. But don't roll them past them. Howard's a good quarterback, and uh, they got you know short sorts of nice receiver. But you know Crawford, he's not he's not no mixing or anything. But he he gets the job done. So don't look past their offense either. They 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 can hurt you. They could sneak up on you and, and score some points. Yeah, and uh, you know I I agree in that I think OU is going to emerge victorious. I don't know if I'm fully willing to to make it my lock of the week. Make just it cause, You know maybe you know Holgerson he is he's turned it around this year. We were talking about him being on the hot seat in our college football preview, and so I uh, actually I I remember saying. When we talked about this game, I said, you know, this could be a game where Holgerson is is coaching for his his job, and so I was I was a little off on that, but but I still think that that Holgerson does have a lot to prove, and this team has a lot to to play for, um, and and so they're they're going to be fired up. It is a night game. It is it is everything that a West Virginia fan probably wants. But having said that, I think OU's offense is just too talented. I think that they'll be able to put up enough points that that it'll overcome any any defensive deficiency. And 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 the defense, I mean, they've they've shorn it up, and you know they've shown the ability to get some stops. And so I think OU's going to come out, but but uh, I think it's going to take some creative play calling. I don't think they're just going to be able to chuck it deep. And, you know, I think they will will be able to run the ball, but I think you're going to need to see some some mixing pass catches and some, you know, just some some things to keep this West Virginia defense honest. Um, but ultimately, I think OU is going to come out victorious in this game and and really just, you know, they're they're looking they for their 15th straight Big 12 win. Um, they haven't lost since the Texas game last year, which is which is pretty remarkable. And I, I don't think that's going to end this wow. week. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize that. That's unfortunate. <laughs> oh, um, sorry. I've... True colors <laughs> coming out. Um, well, let's switch gears. Let's talk about the Tulsa Golden Hurricane. They came off a a, a troubling loss in Annapolis to Navy, forty-two to forty. And uh, you know, this was a game that not you know all hope is not lost, but it, it definitely um, puts Navy in the driver's seat for for the Western Division title for the AAC. And and uh, but but TU, I know they were even more so than the Houston game. I think they were hurt by by this loss in terms of their their psyche. They they really appeared to maybe get that stop on fourth down, 
And, uh, you know, the, the, the one thing that is for certain is the refs did not blow the play dead before the ball had been stripped. Um, you know, I mean, that was for certain. And, and to, to go out that way, um, you know, for the second, for the second time in, in, in conference, they've lost literally by inches and, um, you know, that that's frustrating, but now comes the, the test of, of going on the road at, again at central Florida, a team that's six and four and four and two in the the American Athletic Conference, so definitely no slouch, no no pushover. Um, but but Jared, you know, what what does it take to overcome a loss like that on the road when you know you're playing for a division, a chance for a division title? Well, for it just I I, I think Tulsa. I was talking to with somebody about them today and how close Tulsa is to to, you know, achieving those goals, you know, conference champs and all that stuff. Um, they're right there. They're so close. You, you know, they, they have a chance. I mean, basically they're playing their last game, you know, for, well, last week, you know, they're, they're, they're playing at the end of the season uh, for a chance to, to win the title. Now, a lot of times in past years, you know, when it's been this late, it's already been determined you know, there were, there's no shot at no title or anything, at least in the, you know, more recent years. So you, as a Tulsa fan, you have to, I think you have to, you have to keep your expectations up because you have to say, Hey, Tulsa's heading in the right direction. They're, they're, they're losing these close games. Go, go back and look at, go back and look at all their, you know, all these games that they've played and, uh, and see how close they've been. And, and I know, I know a couple, you know, has seemed, you know, maybe, uh, you know, a bit out, out of stretch and stuff, but you know, like the ones they look, I'm trying to just scroll through here. You know, they lost just by seven to by law, one touchdown to Houston. Uh, they lost, uh, by two points, you know, to the, the in this past game. Now the Ohio state game was a bit out there, but Hey, let's give them a little bit of, a little bit of slack there, but I think my point is, is they're right there on the verge of, of accomplishing their goals. Their defense has gotten better and better, uh, within every week. I mean, a lot, a lot of times they're like, they come back year to year. You can see they're getting better. I think in, in this case you could see, um, because they're all, the offense, Dane Evans and them guys are, are doing their thing. They're going to put up their numbers, but defensively, I think, Week week to week, they've gotten better, and they've sh- shown. I know that they've allowed quite a few, uh, you know, points and stuff on the boards. But a lot of times, I, I don't. I think you can't get caught up in in the numbers as far in statistics and stuff. You, you have to look at every, you know, in game moments. Like you know, a lot of times turnovers, and they get the ball. You know, you, you see what I'm saying. I mean, a lot yeah. a lot of times turnovers that it gives them gives them the ball on the 10 yard line and there's there's not a whole lot they can do it or the team goes out there and your offense scores in one one play and then your defense has to come right back out on the field so a lot of times I look past stats and and numbers and uh, focus more on what I'm seeing on the field with you know the naked eye and 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 with my eye I, I just I have to believe they're getting better and better and I think they're they're that close to uh to uh, get, I mean, look how close they were. Two points away, we we beat Navy. Uh, we're sitting in the driver's seat uh, yeah. for a conference title. And uh, and how excited are you? You know, if you're, you know, a, a Tulsa fan. Now the other thing is, is I think there's a lot of speculation. Uh, is Coach going to stick around? Uh, other guys want to grab him up because of how well he's doing. So can they keep keep him together? But. I know I kind of got off the 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 point here a bit, but I I, I was just talking to somebody about that um, just this afternoon, and and they talk about how frustrating these close games are, and I'm I, and I'm kind of on the other end saying, hey, it's frustrating. Nobody likes losing more than me, but at the same time, God, we're we're that close, we're that that close to to being, you know, where we want to be, you know, as a football program, and so you got to keep your head up, and you I think. That in itself is what motivates you game to game. So I mean, you look at that Navy game and you're thinking, boys, we're 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 three points away from winning that game, um, and sitting in the driver's seat for conference champs. I know it's disappointing, but hey, 
we've lost three games. Let's, you know, let's end this thing on a high. So I think that's what motivates them. Let, let's keep steamrolling this thing. Let's, let's see about getting our eighth victory. Let's, let's see what else we can do. I, I think they'll be just fine. I think coach knows how to keep the guys uh, motivated. And I, and, and um, I think they're going to come out with a statement game against, you know, central Florida. And they're just going to, um, I don't think they'll have a problem. I don't think they're going to have a problem, um, you know, with a hangover or whatever you want to call it from their loss. Yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, and you, you look at this matchup, the one, one thing that immediately jumps out to me is central Florida, uh, only gives up 147 yards on the ground a game. And, you know, Tulsa's averaging 247, almost 248 yards. They've got five games with over 300 yards as a team. Um, and you know, It'll be interesting to see if Tulsa can establish their running game early because if they can, uh, that's just going to free up more room for for Dane Evans to do his thing. You know, Dane moved became the all time leading passer in Tulsa history last week, and uh, Brewer joined the thousand yard club. So for the second time in school history, two running backs have have surpassed a thousand yards, and we've still got two games left in the regular season and and TU's set up to go to a bowl. And so, um, you know, I'm I'm just anxious to see if, if TU will be able to establish that running game in at least in, a, in enough of a way to, to give Evans the time he needs uh, to, to, to pass effectively. Because if you just look on paper, Tulsa has, has all the key weapons on offense and, and you would think should be able to put some points up. Um, but the Central Florida defense has proven itself to be good this year. Um, they, they've proven it themselves to, to, to limit teams um, to, to just a few points and even, even in their losses, um, you know, they, they, uh, uh, they gave up 51 to Michigan. Okay. That was at Michigan, but then, um, in a loss to Maryland only gave up 30 Florida international gave up 14 East Carolina gave up 29 in a loss to temple only gave up 26, uh, 16, 31 to Houston, six to Tulane, and then three last week against Cincinnati. And so, um, they're used to putting up very few numbers defensively, and uh, I, I look for for Tulsa to be able to exceed those those numbers. Um, but but this is just a big game for them. They they still have a lot to play for, and you know it's you don't want to look too far ahead. But I mean, Jared, they're if they could win these last two games, they're sitting at nine and three, going to a bowl game. You could you could cap off a ten win season, um, and that that's just a, a remarkable two year turnaround. And I know uh, Kelly Hines when she was on the show last week, she she talked about that job that Montgomery's done, and 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 to you you mentioned it, uh, Tulsa has to figure out a way to. I mean, this is assuming that that a lot of schools are going to come calling, but Tulsa has to figure out a way to keep keep Montgomery at least for another year to really let him build that program up, um, because you know Kelly mentioned last week that that if if a if a good Texas school comes calling he's he's probably gonna gonna make that that move especially if it happened to be Baylor or something like that so right um well who wouldn't I mean yeah I mean honestly you couldn't blame anybody when a team like that comes calling I mean you gotta face it and Oklahoma State's a lot of times in this situation too where people want to label them a big time program you know they're not they're a they're still kind of a stepping stone school you know people use those, you know, Oklahoma. I'll put Oklahoma State there. Uh, now, here in the recent years, they've they've you know been a little more consistent and you know having a long term coach. But Tulsa guys like that, you know, they're unfortunately coaches come there, have success, and 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 big time programs take them away. So yeah, if Tulsa can can find a way to hold on to him uh, for another year or two, and uh, I just think they're they're setting they're setting in a great place. Uh, um, man, I hope that happens. Yeah, yeah, I think so, and I, I know Tulsa fans hope so as well. Um, you know, Jared, uh, let, let's let's keep talking about football, but let's switch gears a little bit uh, just because it's that time of year. Let's talk about some high school football, and you know, it's it's we're we're going into week two of the playoff run. Um, you you definitely follow high school sports a, a lot closer than I do. Um, just kind of what's the landscape look like? Uh, I know it's a big landscape in in Oklahoma, a lot of classes. But um, are there any teams you're looking for to to really make a run here in the playoffs? Well, first off, I you know my team, the Cushing Tigers, we are three A. So um, I start off talking a little bit about three A. Um, 
I think easily the top favorite team in that class is going to be uh, Jones. Uh, Jones is um, so far they're undefeated. I think they're nine or ten and zero. Um, I don't know what their exact record is. I think it's ten and zero now. Um, uh, they're big time. They got a big time quarterback, big time receiver. Uh, I definitely think they're the favorite. Now, fortunately, like for the Tigers, uh, we're setting up. You know, we're we're coming off a of one seed. We won our districts. Uh, put us in a great spot uh, in the in the playoffs. Uh, listen, I'm going to be honest in saying Cushing's definitely had better teams the past you know couple of years. Um, I don't you know, I, 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 Lord, I hope nobody from Cushing's listening because because we're definitely a good team, um, but we're not, we're not you know we're not like Jones. We're not you know world breakers. We're not we're not just going to beat anything in front of us we're going to have our challenge every week having said that we did ourselves a favor by winning our district because it put us in a great spot um we'll match up against ida bell this week um i would assume if we win that game we'll probably move on to play like a kingfisher kingfisher's typically a a, a thorn they're they're a they always have big time programs. Um, I think that maybe they're down a little bit. But having said that, Cushing's actually got a great uh, shot at uh, making the semifinals, and, and, and heck, they got a good shot at making uh, the finals if if they can play well. Unfortunately, Jones, um, if they win this next round, which this round they play Sulphur, I think they'll get that done. Sulphur's a good team, uh, but Barry Hill uh, right next to him. Barry Hill's another. Um, I, I would label them as the next best team, um, and they're going to have to face off each other uh, in the quarters. So if both of them win, they'll be playing each other, and then one of those teams will probably get like a John Marshall uh, in the semis. And, you know, John Marshall, you know, who's coaching that team? Oh, yeah, uh, Sean. Sean Woods, and he's got those boys. And they um, have a beast of a running back slash yeah. fullback. I mean, that guy is a tank. I can't remember his yeah. name right now. But- I can't either, but I, I know who you're talking about. But uh, so yeah, three uh, A kind of shapes up like that. I think you're gonna. I I would if I was gonna uh, put a mark on it, I would say Jones is definitely going to be there in the um, in the finals, and uh, you know whether it's uh, you know Kingfisher or like a Plainview uh, there. But I think that's kind of how three A shaping up. Uh, you know, f- looking at like four A. You're going to have teams like Tuttle. I think I think Tuttle uh, Tuttle's one of the tougher teams this year. I think uh, Wagner's always Wagner's always tough in football. Um, and then you got a uh, which this thing says Heritage Hall, but I could have swore Heritage Hall lost, but they must have had that wrote down wrong. But uh, Heritage Hall, you know, moved up from 3A last year. Yeah, you know, in private schools once you win a couple of years. Uh, state championship they force you to move up in class so a lot a lot of exciting things happening in um happening in uh high school football this is the second round um coming up this friday i know uh, you know uh it gets exciting or especially like in town you know state like oklahoma uh they take their football pretty serious at the high school ages uh, i don't know if that were quite the friday night lights like texas is down there but um Having said that, you know, high school football is big time around here, and uh, yeah, it's shaping up for a for a fun, a fun uh, postseason here, playoff season for high school football. And uh, I don't know about anybody else, but I'll be right here at uh, Odell Field, cheering on the Cushing Tigers against Ida Bell this Friday night, and uh, a lot of other great matchups. And uh, if 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 you want to, you know, get on there, look up matchups or games or brackets you can go to ossaa.com you can look up those brackets they'll give you every class bracket and all that stuff and you can you can also go to ossaarankings.com and you can look up district standings and all that size up your team how you feeling that's what i always do but uh but yeah high school football it's it's in gear and it's uh hopefully next week i'm talking to you about uh a possible matchup in uh in the uh, quarters. 
Yeah, and semis, I guess. And as no the quarters. as the playoffs un, un, unfold, we'll try to 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 keep everyone uh, apprised of the situations there and try to uh, do do some uh, recaps and keep everyone up to date. But I, I want to ask you one more related question to high school football: and uh, is anyone going to be able to unseat the East in in six A one? You know, I, I I don't know. We got another. You know, I don't think so. I, I mean, we're looking at Jinx and Union again coming up right here in the semis uh, this coming up week. Uh, uh, but I think whoever's going to get that, you know, you're looking at Norman North or Mustang is who's uh, facing off against each other. Um, Norman North just get just you know just escaped Westmore uh, with like a 42 to 40 victory. I think that's what that was. Uh, but. Uh, I don't think so. I think whoever comes out of the top side of the bracket, which is Jinx or Union, uh, that's who I'm going to be putting my money on uh, for the 6A1 bracket. All right. Well, you know, I've got to agree with you. I think that the whoever comes out on that side of the bracket is probably going to uh, be able to pull it out, but um, we'll 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 keep you guys updated on high school football as the playoffs unfold. And uh, Jared, I think it's probably about time we call this show uh, a goner. Uh, we didn't even get to talk about Thunder basketball or college basketball starting, but I promise everyone we will we will uh, talk about that in in greater depth next week. Uh, there's just so many sports to talk about, you know. I know, and uh. Th- Thunder did win, by the way. They pulled out against the Rockets, so they got back in the winning. Yeah, they, they got the back in the in the winning way hey, with a nice but, win over the Rockets. But real quick, I, I just want to throw this out there for for anybody that, that probably didn't catch it, but uh, for any wrestling fan out there, uh, today Oklahoma State just landed a big-time recruit, uh, Dixon from, from Sand Spring, from Sand Spring, uh, signed. Uh, he had his little conference thing. There at at, uh, at like two o'clock, where they pick the you know they choose the the uh, hats yeah. you know but 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 Datton Datton Fix he he's a big time recruit he's like he's going for his fourth straight high school uh, championship but he's like got a career record of like 119 and 0 um, hasn't been beaten yet he's like a 2016 junior world champion uh, big time land for Oklahoma State uh, I think. It, uh, Smith was really building his team, um, really building his recruiting year around around uh, Datton Fix, and, and he's going to be a huge asset, um, I think, for the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Hopefully, we can get back in the championship caliber with, with this type of guy. But anyways, I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, that, that is a, a big, big get, and uh, so, so we'll throw some wrestling info out there from time to time as well but so uh well jared i think that that should wrap it up uh this is oklahoma sports show don't forget you can follow us at ok sports show and you can uh find blog posts past episodes at oklahomatalking.co and uh you can always email us at oklahoma sports show at gmail.com jared any last words i don't think so go folks we got a tough one down uh tcu let's uh, let's get it done all right well For Jerry Kennedy, I'm Jason Evans. This is the Oklahoma Sports Show, and we will see you next week. See ya.